One blast off. I love the way he counts me in. I feel like I'm really taking off. This is Veronica Antwistle saying, you and I are now going to be radiant by design. Now, last week, we had just a great, great show where a lot of people called in, and I want you to call in again tonight. But first, I'm going to talk a little bit about Mm, two things. One, ambiance. You know, what is ambiance? Sounds really sexy, doesn't it? But it's how we manifest in a lot of ways, how you set up what it is you want to have happen. For example, I was talking to somebody who was kind of anxious about some financial things. Probably the only person in the world is anxious about financial things, right? And my guides were saying, remember this, that if you are going to be really anxious and you want the result, for example, in a, in a, bank, in a bank interaction, you want that bank to respond to you and help you uh, prolong, you know, your paying of a certain debt or, you know, picture a thing that you really want to deal with in the bank. If you're really, really anxious and panicking and you send out that request, you're going to disrupt or panic the person who's receiving it, the person who's dealing with it, and the chances drop of you getting what it is you want. So remember, before you go, it's like when people curl. Remember curling? It's getting cold these days, so it makes me think of things up north like curling, which is a game on ice. And as people send the rocks down the ice, there are always people ahead of the rocks sweeping the ice to make sure there's no lumps and bumps that might get in the way, right? So your attitude and your ambiance, your conscious radiance, the conscious ambiance that you put forward in front of whatever it is that you're trying to manifest, whatever your vision is, helps a great deal for you to smooth the pathways of your Uh, whatever your request or your manifestation is that you want. We kind of forget. I know a lot of you are just like old hat at manifestation. But I talk to enough people to know not everybody is manifesting exactly what they want. And as I used to say years ago, what level are we creating our reality from? Or we should say which levels? Because you and I are a very intricate parfait. we got layer after layer after layer of consciousness, don't we? And it's pretty hard, even great metaphysicians, to be deciding that they are above and beyond uh, having to deal with all of those various levels of manifestation. So like you can be just flowing ahead beautifully and seeing all the things you want, but at some deep, you know, maybe even the base of the red chakra, you've got some very primitive panic going on. It does disrupt the manifestation and suddenly what you think is going to be really easy becomes kind of difficult and you're shocked. And uh, I think we should have a nice, humble respect for the fact that you and I are tremendously ancient libraries of things that have gone on before. There uh, were libraries of what has happened as a collective on this planet. Remember Barbara Han Clow is one of my interviewees who talks about the um, the history of mankind on the planet and going through other, you know, how uh, beings like from the Pleiades, from Arcturus, for all these, from all these major, major 
galactic centers, we've often come from those places. You have, I have. And so we bring with us sometimes the programs of trauma or loss or even expansion and absolute infinite possibility that we accrued in those places, not just here on earth, not just in this little puny one life that you've had, but the journey of your soul, which is a really excellent journey, isn't it? It's a very, very pithy, epic journey that just is rich with all kinds of reactions. Now, here's another thing I'm saying. Whilst I'm saying all that, I'm going, hmm. And also, my guides keep saying lately, and many other peoples do as well, this is a time in history or in future, whenever, whichever place you're looking at right now, where we can literally step out of karma. We don't have to act out of those places that have been kind of gripping our subconscious, whether they came from, I'll go back into the Pleiades or the Arcturus or whatever, other planets, other galaxies, or whether they just came from this lifetime here or maybe several lifetimes on this planet or interactions with people that you're having some kind of difficulty with. We can usually tell it's karma by knowing that um, there's a really intense push-pull or a very unreasonable judgment or fear or expectation or belongingness. All of those really um, inexplicable bondings that come up between people uh, that can be very, very past life and very karmic. So they're saying... You don't really have to live into that edict anymore. We don't have to live into the edict of our subconscious programming. When you get those feelings of, oh, I've, I just know this person, and just drop into your body. Talk about ambiance, okay? Drop into your body, center yourself. And that was like the idea of calling in the great light, spiraling lights that come from the universe and have them come down and swish through your body, through the top of your head, and right down through your body like a bottle washer, right into the core of the earth. So there you are, centered, standing, this little light vehicle, because one of the things I like to aim for is that we're vehicles of light first and foremost, and physical afterwards. Okay, so as you, as you do that, then you think of the person that you just met and how you're just one and you know that, you've known them all along. And so I can hardly wait to see them. Whilst you clear yourself out like that, I want you to stand there and just feel that presence, that knowingness between the two of you. And I'll venture a guess that sometimes it'll make you feel very, very uncomfortable but in that discomfort, you sit there. Just, just let it be very, very uncomfortable. That's right. Just let it build up. And reach up with your mind as the sculpting tool and say to your guides and angels, okay, I'm really, really uncomfortable. That's right. And you notice where it is in your body. Okay, and then you, like if it's in your heart, you know it's something to do with that. If you know if it's in your legs, it's something to do with support. If it's in your arms, it's reports from the heart or your shoulders, responsibility. You don't have to break it down. You don't have to think about it. Bring it up and really feel it, feel it, and say to your angels and guides, okay, now you can take this because I really got it. And you may walk away from that person. You may not even get connected with them. But should you get connected with them, 
I feel, and I can't guarantee this. There's no guarantee, ladies and gentlemen. You get your money's back. You don't get your money's back if you uh, if this doesn't work immediately. But there is no guarantee. But if you get involved with that person and it gets really sticky, like a lot of karmic things do, and you can't seem to get away from it, drop in there and do the same thing over and over. Instead of living out the dramas and interesting the karma and dharma are other ways of spelling drama, karma, drama. Anyway, I'm just playing with the sounds, the A-R-M. Anyway, as, as you do that, as you let yourself drop in there and really feel it, you can act it out that way. Let the um, So say you're face-to-face, you've gotten involved. You kind of knew you probably shouldn't because you could feel that it was karma. And if you get in there and you get into a lot of drama together, and a lot of push-pull and a lot of uh, kind of judgments that come from the subconscious. If you can, just stand there or sit there and let it rush through your body. Rush through your body. Because you don't have to live out all the programs that are in your body. And if you stay still, you can literally release them or neutralize them. And the more you do that, rather than following the push-pulls that come up, the freer you are. So we have a a blessed event going on, which is the pending transition of Thich Nhat Hanh. I'm not sure what, what, um, I could probably check the internet while I'm on, but uh, I almost don't want to focus in many directions. But I know that he had a brain hemorrhage, and uh, yesterday people said he isn't actually passing, and today they say he's, he's right on the brink. But remember this about ambiance, okay? I want all of you right now during this show, but anytime you think about him, if you would call in the beautiful, beautiful lights that you can call in from the universes, run them through your body, and then just send to him peace, support, love, what, appreciation. Just keep sending him uplifting thoughts. Because in the... um, you know, I studied some of the um, Tibetan dying practice, but in in the various Buddhist practices, I know that they really honor the passage of the soul better if you surround it with energy and if you help release any of the things, talk about karma, that might stick it with beliefs or reactions. I don't think he's got that many. He's a pretty enlightened being and he certainly has helped so many people around the world find peace. I don't know that much more about his history, but I'm sure we'll learn about it. And so bless you, Thich Nhat Hanh, and thank you so much for your service. And whenever you think of him, please send light to him. Please send the light in his passing and ask the higher beings to support him all the way through. I feel like he's just surrounded anyway. Wow, what an auspicious day, November the 13th. Mm. All right. And now what we're going to do is I'm going to give you the phone numbers and you people can start calling in and then we're going to do a meditation. And the other thing is I'd really like to talk about aging tonight. And I don't know how many of you heard it, but uh, Capanella, um, George Capanella, who usually works with his wife, Sedina, They've done an awful lot 
to increase people's awareness of aging in this particular country, the difficulties of aging in this country and how those of us who are over 50, <laughs> there's a few, huh? they keep talking about how um, more than 50% of our society is going to be over 50 years old. It's the graying of the society. And it was uh, the Dalai Lama said some years ago that it was the Western, older Western women who are going to um, really have a huge impact on our society. Well, we want to have a huge impact, and a lot of us are very involved in the 60s, and it really is a chance for an opportunity for all of us to put together community consciousness and raise the fields and frequency around the whole subject of aging. Because here is, for example, a precious, beautiful being who's leaving the planet now, Thich Nhat Hanh, is, um, he's older, but my goodness, what has he gathered inside of himself through the years? What has he brought to the planet? How much wisdom does he embody? Even after he leaves, how much wisdom has he uh, put into the into the collective has it put around the world. I mean, it's incredible. So that so many times when we say people are older, oh well, they're not much good anymore. She's older, he's older, and we warehouse a lot of them. Well, I'm not up for that either. I'm very fascinated by the aging process, partly because I'm doing it, but partly because. I watch so many brilliant, wonderful people wasted because nobody considers tapping them for the wisdom that's in them. And our country is in a bit of a mess, in case you hadn't noticed. And just so many wise, bright people who are aging, it could be, uh, I think how Caponella calls it, I think of it as the evolution revolution. It's time for the aging beings, the aged experiences to ripen the collective, meaning it's not just my experience, but it's an experience which could infuse in the collective something that can lift, something can elevate our entire species. It's very exciting. He's, uh, he and Sedina are in uh, Seattle this weekend at the Center for Spiritual Living, and they're giving one of their workshops. And they have a, a website which is called Age Nation. And that website is a kind of a composite. There's all kinds of things going to happen with it. It's going to get bigger and bigger. They're going to have different um, outreach tools in it. They want to have television on it. They want to have uh, different people blogging. They want to have networking going around the country on being conscious with aging as you go. And I think it's very, very interesting. The actual production of that uh, interview was terrible. I would say it's my fault, but it wasn't really my fault. I was in a, a technical glitch and ended up doing it on Pro Conference or uh, freeconference.pro. No, what is it called? Freeconferencepro.com. I, re I recorded it that way and using my iPhone. It's not a good combination, but I couldn't think of what else to do. And I, this was a precious being, and I really wanted to capture some of his wisdom. So you would all know he's going to be in Seattle this weekend at the Center for Spiritual Living, and it's going to be a very inspiring weekend with him and Sedina. So look up George and Sedina Capanella, 
and find out about it and get over there if you're in Seattle right now. I don't think it's expensive at all, and they really are going to be a part of a little flock of beings who are going around the country to inspire people to glean or to cull the wisdom out of their own life experiences. I'd like to have gone out, but it was um, too fast, and uh, the, the details were very complex for me this weekend. So, let's start off with our meditation, and then I'm going to get you to call in. I already said call in, but you know what? I changed my mind because I started talking. How could I be so irresistible, right? And you know that the number is sitting right up on your screen, so um, you can call in. So, let's do a meditation, and I'd like us, we're going to do the sacred geometrics, and let's take Thich Nhat Hanh into the, the um, Galactic Healing Center. First, we'll do the other parts. And uh, we'll take other people in as well. Um, some of you just show up. Remember last week, I started talking about somebody whose hip was really sore. And then someone called in for the first time who had a terrible hip. <laughs> it was wonderful. I loved that. So above your head, about two miles, see a golden ball. Oh, it's radiant. And below your spine, about 40 feet, another golden ball. And drop a filament of light from the upper golden ball down through your spine into the lower golden ball. From the upper golden ball to about waist height, but push it out so you got room to play in there. A four-sided gold pyramid and upside down with its point sticking into the lower golden ball, another golden pyramid. Push the two pyramids together base to base. You have a diamond, a golden diamond. And inside that, there's a crystal ball. And the edges of your crystal ball touch the inside edges of your diamond. And inside of that, there's a star tetrahedron. And that's a three-dimensional star of David, and you're inside of it. So, because remember, you've been skewered by this beautiful filament of gold light. All right? And now, so it runs right through your spine, and there you are inside the star tetrahedron, three-dimensional star of David, which also can be used as your Merkaba, Merkaba, your energy body, your light body. And now spin and spin and spin in your light body. Spin and spin and spin. And sometimes you'll feel it. That's it. Spin and spin and spin. And as you spin, look in front of you. You've got some magical screens. They're empty right now. But on the first section, you're going to put a movie of you becoming what it is you really want to become. Wonderful. I want to become multidimensional, consciously multidimensional. Yeah. That's it. And so let's see yourself becoming whatever it is you want to become. Good. And then just see that when all the pieces are there together and you see yourself being that which you want to be, push it over to the side, wrap it in light. And now the second screen it's some project that you want to do. What kind of a project do you want to do? I want you to see your project, the goal of it. Now see all the pieces, the time, the place, uh, the people, all that you need comes together around that project until the project is actually built. 
Good. And see it coming together so beautifully. Oh, boy, you want to dust your hands in glee. Woohoo! we did it. And now it's, it's doing beautifully. So now I want to see all of the resources coming together to sustain your project so it has a natural conclusion. See all the money coming and the people and the ideas. and Oh, what an adventure this is. Good. And now when you see it happening and it's able to sustain itself, wrap it in light, move it over to the left. And now we'll open the Galactic Healing Center. And out of your wonderful team of guides and angels and all the etheric support, I want you to choose or select or invite a little circle of beings that come in to do healing. And see them standing around the healing table that you've selected and put up. And the first person to go on the healing table is you. It's always good to start with the center that's yourself so that you don't get tired and worn out. You get healed and then you share, right? It's like putting the, um, what is it, on the airline. You put, you put your own mask on first and help everybody. So hop onto your table, Mabel, if you're able. There you go. And, and you tell your, your, your healers what it is you would like to have happen. Yeah. And ask them for, it's a privilege to work with such high beings, isn't it? Ask them for what it is you need. And ask if they have any advice for you on how you're living and what it is you need to do in order to enhance your healing or, there we go. Excellent. And then some of you are going to write down what you heard from them because it's pretty pithy, isn't it? And for me, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you mine after, but not right now. Okay, so wrap that in light and move it over to the side. And then we're going to have our healing team replicate themselves and have a fresh table as we bring in this wonderful master of peace and mindfulness I heard even in the Silicon Valley, they're now really teaching mindfulness in order to get off of uh, pharmaceuticals for stress. I say, no more antidepressants. We're going to do mindfulness studies. And My gosh, I heard a whole thing on it on NPR, and it was kind of wonderful to know that the influence is going into the higher corporations. So. And that they were protesting the pharmaceutical influence and going for the mindfulness. I'm sure Thich Nhat Hanh will be grateful for that. Now see him lying there. Yeah, in a state of bliss, I would say. And see yourself sending him gratitude and love. Appreciation for all he's done to so many people and the impact that he's had in the world. And prayers that his journey feel supported and his path be lit. Yes, and let's wrap that in light and let the, our guidance take care of nurturing and wombing him. And now let's uh, create a different table and have uh, 
our team replicate themselves around the table. Now it's funny because um, this person as has been told a number of times, she has uh, chronic pain, and she's been told a number of times that uh, the pain that she has that's just grueling all the time is a choice that she's making. And it's making her angry. She wants to throw something, but it would hurt her arms, you know. And uh, But it's quite, a on a certain level, it's funny. Um, on a personal level, it's painful, you know. But it, there is a bit of humor there. There's always humor in human drama, isn't there, in dilemmas. Anyway, we're going to say... Let's take a look and let's ask the team for help as not only with this woman, sweet woman that she is, um, but with several other ones as well and for a lot of you at home as well. I want to ask the team to please show us how to find which level the healing needs to take place because it's easy to say she can choose to release the pain, but well, how can she reach it if it's in different levels of dimension, different dimensions, and she doesn't know how to reach them? You understand? And so we would like our uh, healers to show us, our healing team to show us how to manifest that awakening, that awareness of the level. Uh, oh, good. So for this one, hers is very, very deep. There's a huge talk about karma. There's a very huge, deep, deep ancient pattern where she's coming into oh my they're saying that she has a uh, the reason she doesn't release is very interesting it's because she hasn't given herself permission yet to bow out of a deal she made some kind of deal she made she was in royalty probably several lifetimes ago although they're not running in linear progression we know that right and uh, she made a deal with somebody that she had no right to be free. She had no right. That's all they're showing me is this. It's a male. It looks like he's a king or he has a crown on his head. And with him, she contracted that she has no right to be um, free and to be beyond all this. Now, when I say that, now, the woman I'm speaking of is listening tonight, so she knows who she is. And as I say all that, my heart hurts, my um, etheric heart, my high heart, they hurt deeply. And that's hers, it's not mine. So I'm clearing it off right now, but it tells me that there's something in the, oh, it, oh my, it's, here's what they're explaining to me is that it's in that process of loving someone. Many times people who get into, we'll think of women especially, but we'll say anybody who gets into a love relationship will often be making deals with the other person, covert ways. You make me safe and I'll make you safe. And how you do it is how she did it with this uh, kingly being was to offer herself and to say she would keep herself humble. And that um, she wouldn't ask for any more than that. I'm not even sure what that is, but it's like I will not ask for more. So there's something in her that's terrified of... It's a very deep thing, so don't be thinking you're wrong because you don't know where it is. I'm going, there's something in your body, and I want you to ask to feel this, and you might ask in your own private time at night when uh, you're lying in bed or something, 
ask what is the deal? Who am I? Um, how am I supposed to sacrifice my well-being in order to make someone else happy? Because that's the essence of what's keeping your decision. If I, you're a person who wants to love and it hasn't worked that well for you in this lifetime, and yet it can still, and it's like, um, uh, how can I explain it? It's that, uh, anyway, the contract is somehow that if I really love you, you said, I will keep myself uh, limited, debilitated, and so on. And then you'll know that I love you. You will never lose me. And that's uh, old, 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 hundreds of years old, maybe even thousands. So it looks to me like it's hundreds of years old. So I want to say be nice to yourself and go, oh my gosh, that stuff's embedded way down deep in the uh, DNA or in the soul NA as far as I can tell because the soul has a whole bunch of uh, material in it as well. And and yet the essence of your being, I don't think does. I think that's that incredibly uh, ecstatic, mystical beingness that you are. So soul's got some records. It's been on an epic flow. and Gosh knows where it's been. Heaven only knows where you've been. <laughs> anyway, so, so I, I see that we don't have to decide exactly what the deal was. I just see a contract that is twirling around the word love. So I'm going to ask everybody at home, what we're going to do is get you all to lie on a table. First of all, we're going to wrap her in light, move it over to the side. We're asking the team to replicate themselves around as many tables as want to appear right now. And each of you could get, oh, anybody who's willing can get on a table and wrap the team around you. Remember, the teams replicate themselves. And I want you to lie there and ask to feel in your body-mind the word love. Because when this woman was showing her stuff, I'm saying, it's so common for us to have attachments around the word love. and They're very distorted. Some of them are just like, oh, I love peanut butter. Oh, it means I want peanut butter. Or, uh, you see, I, I really love that man. I really want him. I really love that woman. Uh, she turns me on. That's, it's, it's the reasons for love have a lot to do with how we interpret the word. So I'm asking you to all lie on your, on your table there. And I want you to drop inside. I think we have a caller, do we? I want you to drop in your, inside yourself and, f hello, do we have a caller? Yes, we do. Hi, can you wait just a few minutes while we do this one exercise? Yeah. Thank you. So now we're going to do the love. I want you to lie there and ask to feel in your body, mind, all the, the energy that comes through you when you bring up the word love. Good. Love. 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 Now, a couple of you are crying. That's interesting. Somebody else has got a real pain up in the higher part of the chest. Somebody else has got a, a stomach, a funny stomach. Uh, somebody else feels really hollow. You all have slightly different reactions. And everybody's got kind of a warmth about it, too, at the same time. But there's some really interesting complexities going underneath it. So I'm asking our healing beings, the wonderful spirits of healing, to go through you all and really help with uh, 
what we want to do is reprogram. So you want to take the word love and move it through your body and swish your body out. When you think of a, a Buddhist or Tibetan, actually, I was thinking of uh, Lama, various beings who are passing, they try to be hollow, don't they? They try to have most of their reactions and their attachments gone. So let's just see if the teams can help us swish those reactions, those old, old beliefs out of our body-mind. So we've got some hollowness in us because it's going to really improve our ability to love. Love is a free, expanding, really expanding thing. Those of you who've left partners before, maybe 10 years ago, are really allowed to just love them. There's somebody you loved. Well, you probably still do. There's a real love that goes on when people bond, isn't there? A real love, and that's not one that's based on balance or attachment or uh, making a deal. It's just a real sense of love. And I like to pray that I get that in me more often, all the time. Okay, so let's just see those the guidance. They're dancing around all these different tables. And people's bodies are going through some big changes. I see that. Oh, it's really interesting because a number of you have got something going on between your shoulder blades too. And I say, well, for my work, that part between the shoulder blades, the flat part of the back, that's the part when it gets really burny or really uncomfortable. That's where you're really trying to move into who you really are to individuate in spite of what everybody around you is wanting you to be and do. So several of you have got, a number of you actually have got some discomfort in that part of your back as we bring up the word love, because it is something in some of our cases where you go, well, I'm not really sure what's required of me and who can I be and they might not love me if I'm really myself and blah, 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 and on it goes. So you just go in there and go, oh, I'm afraid I won't be able to individuate or I'm afraid I'll have to stretch away from love to individuate. That's right. So just pick the things that are coming up. Good. And now wrap that in light. I like that. I'm just a buzzing here. And now let's move it over to the side. And now we're going to do our world healing one. Let's send love to the whole world. When we send out ambiance, it really affects manifestation. We talked about that, right? All right, so let's bring the world, all the people, all the souls into our healing table, onto the healing table, surround it with guides on all levels, on the closest level, the ones that were working with us, and then their guidance, and then their guidance, and then their guidance. So we have a tremendous etheric pool of guides. And what do we have on the table? We have all of humanity. We'll just stick with humanity today. Because I think the animals are a little ahead of us on this one anyway. And let's have all of that guide ask them if they will help us infuse ourselves with light and with love. With real love. With the love of detachment. The love of the treasure of life the way it is. The love of knowing that your life is the only one in the universe that you're, that's yours. And no matter how it's been and how it's going to be, it's really important. Feel that love. There we are. And we're just infusing all the beings on this uh, healing bed 
with love. And notice it just spreads all over the place, doesn't it? Everybody gets caught in it. Good. Now we're just going to add a little potency. Let's call in that beautiful healing energy from the universes. Have it come down. I think of it as kind of orangey, pinky, salmony color, radiant. Have it come down through the top of your head, roll down through your head, your neck, shoulders, down your arms, out your hands. And I want, with its radiating out your hands, I want you to pat various parts of the world where you know there are wars and there's sickness and there's uh, incredible poverty and there's seething over population and there's injustice and there's greed and there's not enough for some people who have too much and there's, uh, you know, the skinny and the earth, how Mother Earth really needs us to love her and protect her and help her feel better. That's it. And have those energies go round and round and round the planet round and round and round the planet until it's just radiating off in the atmosphere of the planet is rich with transformative energy and with the energy of love and have it move round and round again and come into your hands up your arms whirl through your shoulders down into your heart whirl round and round in the heart to really stoke that love that we know you are and move back up your from your heart up through your neck through your head round and round in your head and shoot out into the great central sun. Now turn around and close off the healing center, the galactic healing center, zipper it down and jump out into your star tetrahedron and we're going to spin and spin and spin and spin. Good. That was really good. And now we're going to meet our patient caller, our waiting caller, out here as we step out of that spinning star tetrahedron. Or maybe we'll stay in it and you can come in. Hello? Are you on the air with me? I'm on the air with you. Can you Hi. Me? <laughs> I can hear Hi. you now. Hi. How are you? I can hear you now, too. Oh, I'm <laughs> delighted. Oh, good. So am I. <laughs> Well, um, it feels really good inside this star tetrahedron with all of you. <laughs> Isn't it wonderfully magical how we can make things big and small as well? Oh, uh, yeah. It's all um, perception and, um, you know, whatever we're, our bandwidth will allow. I like that. Whatever we so, can allow ourselves to, to comprehend and take in. We don't even have to comprehend it, just take it in. Just enjoy it, right? Yeah, just feel it. Just like let it um, run through you. Feel the smile cross your face, which is um, why I'm happy to talk to you today. There's a big smile coursing across my face. Um, Veronica, the, um, this is Cheryl. And I finally I was going to ask you someone. to Cheryl. Oh, you have? Oh, Cheryl. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all about love. And it's, um, it's amazing to be uh, in this position. Speaking of, of us and aging, and I'm 57 now. And, um, you know... <sighs> I feel very awake and um, just 
just being in this energy that really is beyond the personal uh, story, if there even is one, if there's going to be or not. I'm, it's just, uh, I feel very free, and I um, just wanted to ask you, you know, what you what you feel for me. This is someone well, you've he... even, um, you've so, so um, uh, described this person even before. Wow. You know what okay. makes me the happiest is when things finally happen, sometimes it's so annoying because they take so long, don't they? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, but the really thing is, it's interesting to me because you have grown and grown and grown and grown, and you're very transformative. This person is also very transformative. He's quite peaceful inside. Have you noticed that? And uh, I'm hoping that be the case. Yeah, I, I feel that. And I'm um, go ahead. Is he is he funny? I want him to laugh more because he's funny and he doesn't laugh mm-hmm. enough. But that's because he's had a lot of life right. experience. <laughs> you can make yeah, him he's laugh. Very, so. he's, yeah, yeah. That, I I can do that. I can do that. And he's he is funny and he's very serious and has a big big. A big project going, and he also has other, um, excuse me. Are you there? Are you in Hawaii? Hello. Hi, Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to lose you now because I'm attached to the love outcome. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Okay. You're in Hawaii, right? Right. Right. Um, okay, so I'm back. Um, yeah, he's got other involvement still and a, a very big project. Um, okay. So uh, it's not like there's just tons of space and stuff for me or anything. <laughs> but I think that he, um, his... I think his relationship, is that what he's got? Because I, I think it's almost done. Meaning um, yeah. he's really growing out. It's not just people people part. I was talking to somebody earlier today, too. And it's not just a matter of I'm breaking up with you. It's people part in consciousness. People part to get uh, into the next level of their being. And that's more what's happening in this one. You know, that he is moving away from that in order to have an enriched level of himself in a different direction, you know. Mm-hmm. It isn't yeah, it isn't always that. that she's a poo head or something, you know. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm sure everything just could possibly make all the sense in the world and does on different, you know, however you want to look at it. So yeah. that's why I, I know that, you know, it could go in it could go in any way. It could go it could go any way, either way. Well, he's going into a time where he um, he has to make a big jump in his work somehow. He has to take a chance on something mm-hmm. being really, uh, and then after that, it look, I think you're going to spend time with him. I really do. I, I don't know. I don't like to predict how long, or forever, or not forever. But um, matter of fact, I think you have known him for a lot, a lot of soul life. But in any case. I feel like uh, he—it's something to do with his 
work world that's going to make it a little iffy for a while and then all of a sudden boom everything Mm -hmm. breaks free he's very smart you know oh yeah 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 beyond Um, and I think he's kind of handsome yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely Um, so you were speaking about karmic relationships before you know and um I just want to kind of feel into that a little bit. I, I don't feel anything amiss along those lines, you know, just a super uh, comfortableness sort of thing instead. Well, you know, not all karma is bad, but all I can say to you is if, if for example, he's doing, you get a pull, like a real deep pull, and there's nothing he can do about that, or um, there's a big fear that comes up in you in that pull. I, I would sit in that and let that move. Don't worry about, oh, is this really karma or not? Is there a footnote here? Don't worry about it. Just get it, get it going because right. you, don't want, you don't want to be yarded this way and that because of uh, fears that are out of control because they come from the soul. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. I just noticed my little, um, my little story bubbling up a little bit, you know. Well, of course, you've been through a lot, honey. It will always come up. It will come up. But and that's good. But, yeah, but the guides are saying you don't have to live it out anymore. It's like we used to have to live it out when we go off for therapy and all this, but it's the energy is moving a lot more quickly. So if you, and I know you're already a past master of energy, you will notice that if you can let yourself feel the most base feeling of like, what was the basest one? The jealousy one, probably. Or hatred, not that I see any hatred things here, but when we have relationship stuff, it often be something like, uh, oh, competition and jealousy and possession and all those different things. Bring them up, whatever they are, get them up, and they'll move faster than ever before. You're a massage person. You understand a lot of this stuff. And don't worry about whether it's karma or your childhood or your first husband. Don't worry about that. Just get it up. Boing. And I think you're going to find you move really fast. And uh, so does he, actually. He's going to move really fast because he's got a lot of challenges going on in his work that he loves. He doesn't, these are not horrible challenges. Oh, my gosh, how much longer do I have to work? It's more like, I love this. I'm going to get this done. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's It's so exciting. It's fantastic. Isn't that exciting? Oh, my gosh, it's wonderful to be with. Even if people are tired in that situation, it's wonderful to be generating that thrill. Yeah, and that I feel pulled into that energy like, like you know, I can I can assist this huge thing. I feel like there's there's something I have to contribute just in my being supportive. You know, I feel drawn into that. You know, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So I don't really see a huge problem. I can't guarantee it's all going to work out, but I can tell you it looks pretty darn good right now. And I feel like the ca- the camaraderie between the two of you is, you know, we think that our souls are, and this is true for everybody listening, our souls, we go, oh, they really go together well. But there's something about the time and the place where you come together, and then you can work like uh like a machine together around several things that are going on. And I think that really, after all the metaphysical work we've done, all the growing, that is the most precious, precious.
precious thing is having someone to work with in in, in the the work of your soul. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think oh, yeah. that's that's I, I, what's there. Thank you. I've been waiting for so long. Thanks for all your encouragement and support, Veronica. Um, really well, means the world to me. Really. Yeah. And just enjoy if you can. And I'm really glad you called in because sometimes just taking, I have several clients that have taken so long that I want to suck my thumb and hide under my computer. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to know that it isn't always about time. There's about a ripening and about a meeting at the right time of the soul. So mm-hmm. have a wonderful time and I hope you'll fill us in soon and let us know what's going on. Okay, I sure will. All right, big hugs, Cheryl. My, I didn't expect we were going to talk about love. I was going to talk about aging, but you know what's interesting about aging is that in these huge unfolding mounds of older people in which I am and a lot of you are, the ability to love is uh, greater and greater. If I say I was really in love with my boyfriend at 15, I was, but you know, it was a whole different reality than would be now, right? Love is a word that changes and changes and changes. And I think having flocks of gray-haired beings who are, as George Campanella said, we have a lot of older people in America and we have a lot of elders in America. And being an elder is a choice of using your wisdom and putting it out into the into the collective. And when we're talking about love, I mean, elders have a love and a compassion. I'm pretty sure that we can say that right across the board. Have a love and a compassion and a willingness to serve uh, the greater consciousness. I, I really think that's so exciting. So that's part of the um, evolution, revolution of older beings. And I think it's filled with love. So is anybody else going to call in? My next, uh, my next uh, interview is going to be very exciting. It's with a guy named Charles Eisenstein, and he's doing. Um, he, he's really making a difference with the gifting economy. He's a brilliant man. He's not. He's not undereducated or anything, but he's working all kinds of ways of getting gifting economies to work on the planet. He has four kids apparently, and. Um, I don't know a ton about him. I just know that I started looking up gifting economies and he's all over the place with them. And he goes into major corporations. He goes into universities and he teaches all this sort of thing. And I've got a couple of his pretty exciting books about how, like a lot of us know this, that the money situation on the planet is based on, uh, it's kind of pretend. You know, the Federal Reserves isn't kind of a real... uh, it's not keeping a balance between the gold and the number of dollars that's coming out. It's not really a part of the government. It's just a kind of a private enterprise. There's been a few shenanigans, if not very many, uh, on Wall Street and different uh, financial uh, realms. The 2008 collapse, there's a lot more being found out about how much of that is just more than chicanery. It's the greed and the thievery 
going on in the systems of money is a lot of very poor people around the world, people who can't eat. There's enough money in the hands of a relatively few to more than feed everybody and to take care of pollution and all kinds of stuff. So there's like a redirection is going to be required. And many have said, many teachers, many uh, spirit teachers and channel beings have said that a lot of the systems are going to come apart right around now. And I think the money system is one of them. One of the things that interests me is... Not, it's not barter, it's, some, it's gifting economies, it's, it's a system, it's kind of like barter, but we're going to learn more about it next um, Tuesday night on Paradigm Shifters. I'm very excited about that. Um, most of us are so afraid about money or there's a whole thing about responsibility about money and about making sure you get enough and you make sure you get your own share and you got to save it really carefully and you've got to hoard it and then we're running around manifesting millions of dollars but not actually. Many people complain because they don't actually get there. I'm going, ah, the whole money thing is kind of crazy. Uh, one of the things that, about America that I've, I'm not American, I'm Canadian, right? But one of the things about America and all the studies that I've done with uh, metaphysics and so on is that this is a really blessed new country. It's very vital. It's whole thing about independence and uh, doing things my way and expressing and all the, um, oh, I don't know, carving out a new civilization in and amongst the indigenous people and so on. I always feel like America's got this potential light. But having the potential light and having that really dynamic drive to kind of uh, make its presence known around the world, uh, there's a really odd combination. I sometimes get afraid of America because it's so... Uh, daunting for other parts of the world. But on the other hand, I look around, I see so many people that have so many, so much light. And I know, I know that there's something, there's a light nucleus in this country. I don't know if we're going to be able to stoke it long enough to really bust through all these uh, decaying systems or what. I sound like a revolutionary today. But anyway, I do know there's something about America that's got this incredible light and the light potential for transformation is terrific here. Another woman that I'm interviewing is uh, she's doing um, quantum thinking. Her name is Diane Collins. Oh my goodness, what an amazing woman. And she was explaining, and you and I have heard a lot about quantum, haven't we? But she was explaining it her way, which I loved. You know, it's always good to go and check your glossary when you're thinking too much. You need to go back and check your words and see what they exactly mean. So we were talking about the word quantum, and she said what what it really means is, you know, we have one thing leads to another, so things have a progression of events. But what she learned, the quantum was, was all of a sudden there's a burst and things go the way they do. They don't go in a row. And I've seen that with lots of people, with people that I'm doing readings for and so on. They'll be going in this direction and all of a sudden they go in a different direction. And it might be a lot better, but it's not what was in their purview. They weren't able to see it coming. They weren't able to manifest it from a... Uh, self-designated thing. It, it just comes out of left field or it comes like magic. And uh, I, I think the way Diane Collins explained it, because my, my guides keep saying, 
you know, you can bring in higher frequency energies more than ever before. Suddenly everything's going to change. The way she said it is that uh, uh, the universes, yeah, that the, oh, how'd she explain it? It's like the shift is really the fact that so many things will burst in a quantum way and it will burst this way and burst that way. So she said, you know, things are really bad on the planet, but it can burst in such a fashion that all of a sudden it's not going to be awful on the planet. All of a sudden we are going to be heard. All of a sudden we can clean up the atmosphere because that's possible. You know it's possible that we can really assist Mother Earth, that we can fix up the weather patterns. We know that. And the way she explained it was very heartening. So she's going to be coming up in two weeks. So this is Veronica Entwistle saying, so much is going on in my world. Keep me posted about your world. Veronica at veronicaentwistle.com is my email. And veronicaentwistle.com is my website. And I'd love to hear from you. Click the Ask Veronica button. Put your name on for my newsletter. Uh, ask me a question. Set up a reading. Tell me about yourself. Tell me what you think of the little YouTubes that are going up every week. And I thank you so much for listening. I'm loving doing these shows. And good night, everyone. And many blessings. And again, blessings for the transition of Thich Nhat Hanh, and thank you so much for your service. Blessings and gratitude. Good night, everyone. <laughs>